What's up, people? It's the Business of Everyday podcast with Ajo Abinoma. Keep listening. Keep listening. Hi, people. This is the Business of Everyday podcast, and I welcome you all back to this 40 Days of Purpose journey. It is day nine and I have my friend Pakwisi joining me again to talk about today's topic. Uh, so Pakwisi, you're welcome and thanks for taking time to join us again. Thank you very much. I'm good to be back again. I hope today's conversation will be an insightful one and it will minister to me even first. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Amen to that. So, um... We've established at the beginning of this purpose series that discovering our purpose begins with having an intimate personal relationship with God. And just like when you get into a committed relationship with people, we do our best to get to know um, the people we love so that we can please them in all that we do. You wouldn't want to put, you know, effort into something that will go unappreciated just because you are doing the right thing, but, you know, to the wrong people. So um, today we are talking about how to please God in terms of putting a smile on his face. But this is a little bit intimidating. Oh, God, like how can you, a mere mortal, put a smile on God's face? Yeah. Yeah, but we realize that he actually created us for his pleasure. And so anytime that uh, we do things that he's called us to do, we are pleasing him and I'm sure that when we do that, he also smiles because, I mean, whatever he's brought us here on earth to do, we are doing it. We are fulfilling that purpose and obviously I'm sure that will bring a smile to his face. But let me ask you, Pa, personally, what are some things that make you smile? <laughs> what things makes me smile? Wow, I mean, you are, you are putting me on the spot. Wow. So I think first, when I'm around family. Okay. Yeah, when I'm around family, like my siblings, my parents, when they're around me, okay. or I'm with family. It's one of the things that puts so much smile on my face. Okay. So what is it about family? What is it about them that, you know, anytime you are close to, it makes you smile? Like These are the people that you grew up with and mm. right from childhood. Mm with my siblings at home, my mom and my dad, and a very strong bond. All believers go to the same church. So you come home after the fight and everything, <laughs> you are still together. Yeah. You go through challenging times. They are the ones who are there for you. Mm. But your friends are not always there for you. They are not with you. Mm. But family is always there. So for me, family puts so much smile on my face, uh, mm. I think, yeah. Also, I think that's true and... So basically what you're saying is that because of the bond between you, like they don't even have to say anything. You being around them brings you a certain, certain sort of, yeah. gladness in your heart, yeah. Mm. yeah. And that's why I understand when people lose their loved ones, mm. they go through so much pain. I mean, I remember someone walked in, he told me that he had lost their wife some years back. Mm. And he even saying it, you could realize that it had affected him so much. And he told me that it's one of the things that he's not been able to recover from. Mm. Like his wife, you could see that they were so close. Mm. They were so close. Family is everything. I mean, if we build that intimate relationship with God, it puts so much smile on his face. That's right. And 
Talking about family, you know, the Bible says that there's a friend that sticks closer yeah, you know, than, a than a brother. Yeah. And so when we are talking about family, we should also consider that there are people who are not blood related, but they probably sacrifice so much for us that even our close relatives yeah, have yeah, not done. And so not. family cuts across people we are not related to by blood, but by way of their hearts, yeah, you know, yeah. how they are, how they relate to us. They yeah. are just family. And another thing, I mean, like myself, I would say that family brings so much smart. There are certain mm. people who have also had very bad experiences with their families. Yeah. And they are who they are today, probably not because of their family, but because of a stranger that they didn't know. Yeah. And then God, through those people, helped them. So it's both ways. But I mean, that's why God also admonishes us to forgive. Mm. I mean, if we want God to forgive us, then we must also learn to forgive and people, yeah. even our our closest relatives no matter how bad they may have hurt us yeah yeah yeah, that's so true so for me always i say that god has put certain things in us that if we human beings are able to enjoy pleasure if we human beings like to be complimented if we human beings respond to certain things that are happening around us that is able to make us happy or it's able to discourage us able to make us sad then since we've been made in the image and likeness of god God also goes through, you know, those phases, points where he's sad, points where he's happy, points where he's like jumping all over because, you know, something really beautiful has happened and he's so much like that. So if we are going to um, talk about putting smiles on God's face, then it means that just as you said, it begins as a family. He's our father and he's our head. Yes. And you also mentioned something about you know, you grew up with your siblings and it's been a long journey. Yeah, it wasn't and one time. Yes, it wasn't one time. And so it was the person hurting you, you getting over it yeah. because what? We are family. You cannot yeah. cut, you know, <laughs> one part of your body off because, That's you know, all. the person stepped on your feet or something. We do certain things that are not fun. But then in the long run, we try to forgive because, I mean, oh, wow. we are family. Uh-huh. So it takes a process for us to be able to cover all these things that we are talking about and to build that bond. So imagine we wanting to please God and then we spend time with him once a month. Yeah. How are we going to get connected to him? How are we going to know him? You know, sometimes I tell people that if you want to put a smile on my face or if you want to please me, don't try to please me in a way that you want. Please me in a way that I want to be pleased. (laughs) And God said that without faith, it is impossible to please him. So he has given us how we can please him. By faith, we can please him. And so if you go and do things outside of what he is asking, that this is what pleases me, so do it this way. Then you go like, nah, I want to do it this way. No, you are pleasing yourself. Maybe you will find happiness in doing that, but it doesn't bring any joy or pleasure to him. So I think that we, first of all, need to know how people want to be pleased, what people enjoy, so that when we are doing something, it wouldn't go like we are doing all that we can, but yet the people are not appreciating all that we are doing. It's because you are doing the right things, but you are doing it, you know, for the wrong person. Someone else would appreciate it, but this particular person that you are dealing with, yes, because that is not the language the person understands or accepts. So it starts with us loving God. So tell us your journey of getting closer to God. How has it been? My personal relationship with God, I wouldn't say it's been one that has been very rosy or mm. very smooth. Yes, I was born into a Christian family. Um, you'd have to go to church. And at a point, 
I came to that personal understanding why I was in church. Yes. Yeah. Yes, there were some challenges and certain things along the way. And sometimes I felt that I had been disappointed by God in okay. to some extent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I've gone through that phase in my life, those valley moments where mm-hmm. I felt that God had disappointed me. <laughs> Even to the extent that I even stopped going to church. Oh, wow. Yeah, I mean, wow. I even stopped going to church. My parents were a bit bothered. We will, we'll but, talk about that another time. <laughs> yeah, but through all this, mm. I realized that whatever we go through, God has a certain reason. Yeah. I am, Our experiences I am where, are for a purpose. Yes, yeah. and I'm where I am today because, I mean, once I connect these things, I realized that God had a certain plan. It is mm. not to say that God is happy when we go through trials mm. and difficult times. Mm. But let's understand that whatever we go through, whether it's by our own means mm. or the orchestration of people or the evil one, mm. God has a purpose for us. And yeah. so the Bible says that all things work together, together for good yeah. for those that love God. Mm. So my personal relationship with God has been one that I feel that it's, it's building up mm. day after day. That time that, yes, I mean, I forego through certain things that, you know, that these things do not please God. But... The love of God, which has been shared abroad in our hearts, mm. I mean, always I mean, puts back. us on track, mm. always reconnects us back to Christ. Mm. and, and Always that, chasing after us. Yes, mm. always chasing after us. And that is one thing that has always been my focus. Mm. Because it's serious when you're a believer and then you are going away from the things of God. And then, I mean, you go on concerned. Mm. It becomes like, do you really have a personal relationship mm. with God? But where you go astray and then you do not go according to the will of god and then you come to yourself like the prodigal son mm. you come to yourself and then you go up god always has an open arms and that has been one of the things that helps me always knowing that god is ever ready to accept you yeah. and he's willing to help you that's why mm. he's given us the holy spirit yeah and so i have understood that i should not rely on my strength mm. My strength will always fail me, yeah. but by his spirit, I can build that personal relationship yeah, with him. With him. Yeah. That's just it. He called us first, and so we are able to come to him because he called us first. And so that's true. And when you read Ephesians 5.10, the Bible says that figure out what will please Christ and then do it. That's from the message translation. And so if we want to love God, we need to figure out what will please him and then we do it. That is how we go about it. And one way that we can please God is to love him. Love him unconditionally. Love him like put him first. You know, when you are in a relationship with someone that you are committed to, you try your very best to get to know the person, what they like, what they don't like. And you, you want to spend so much time with them because it is in the spending time with the person that you get to know certain things that living apart would not reveal to you. So the closer, you know, we get to God, the more we spend time with him, the more of him rubs off of us. You know, you can start working with someone like a friend and over a period, you realize that you are doing things like the person. Yeah. And I realized this when I was in university. I realized that I had this friend. I got to a point that, let's say, next week, I'm going to um, start my menstrual period. This lady will also be in her period in that same... Like, we got so close, we bonded so much that, even to that extent, Yeah. it was because we were doing a lot of things together. Yeah. You get it? So, once we get to do a lot of things together with God, we offer our whole lives as, you know, worship to Him. Every day He's involved. We grow from there and every time he's revealing things to us, every time he's showing us things, that is one sure way that we can, you know, please him and bring smiles to his face. And I mean, just to also put in, it's been Mm. said that even for married people, Mm. once they, because they live together for so, I mean, like for a long time, Mm. 
I think there is some sort of yeah, resemblance. Some yeah, sort of resemblance. That's true. So that's true. imagine our relationship with God. Yeah. When it becomes like a lifestyle, something you are deliberate about, it's intentional. You look more like him. Yes. Yeah. I mean, you always go into his word. Mm. And I really like the name, the business of every day. Mm. We are so much consumed about, I mean, money, our business, our career and yeah. everything. And so we are praying to God. We are going to church because of what we get. Mm not because of the relationship that we, we have, have with, with him. him yeah and so we must go beyond that god he's created us for his pleasure he yeah. wants to enjoy, enjoy us. us but we do, are giving our time to once, once he enjoys <laughs> us the other things are like he knows he knows you also like that nice house those so cars he will also make us happy by you know letting those things yeah. flow but in because our lives, we yeah. have actually That's put true. our needs and all those things first Ahead, yeah i mean we are not so much concerned about yeah. what pleases god but we want him <laughs> We want him to do what we what, wish for. What, yeah. We are selfish. That's the whole thing. Yeah, we are selfish. Yeah, yeah. We all but want... But we also forget that God is also a jealous God. That's <laughs> the thing. That's the thing. He wants our attention. We want what we can get from him. So, yeah, that's just it. So, now let's talk about this. I feel like when we are talking about love, the next thing to talk about is trust. Mm-hmm. Because trust is something that builds intimacy. Yeah. Because if we look at even the story of um, Noah... In the time that God spoke to him and, you know, to build an ark and all that, it's not like this man has been a carpenter or something. Like, God spoke to him and everything. And in the time that this man has never experienced something like rain, like, everything that God was telling him was something that looked insane. Yeah, I mean, humanly impossible. Yes, but this man just went ahead and And did it. Exactly. Yes, just as God said it. And without hesitation, without questions, without, you know, trying to understand, yeah, complaining, without trying to understand. I'm sure that the people even in his days would would be mocking him. No, myself, I'm sure I would have asked all the questions. Yeah. I mean, I'll ask God all the questions. (laughs) I mean, this is embarrassing. Why, Why would you make me, you know, put up this thing and after that, you know, bring all these creatures into, like, it's so absurd, but... Noah just went ahead and did it. And, and I'm looking... Mm-hmm. I think 120 years. 120. Like, hey. Is it the 120 years we know now? Or <laughs> there's a maybe, difference? Maybe that one is like 50 days will come in just one day. Because it, it's, yeah. it's it's serious. Yeah. And, and I'm thinking, oh, I believe that Noah just went ahead and did it because he had so much, like, complete trust in God. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's just like waiting for God to do a certain miracle and then you pray about it maybe today and in two, three days, you've not seen any sign and you started just <laughs> complaining. But there's someone who trusted God. Yeah. One twenty years building an ark. Yes, so we are still talking about trust and, you know, talking about Noah. We know that trusting God completely means having faith that he knows what's best for your life. And you expect him to keep his promises, help you with problems, and do the impossible when necessary. The Bible says that he takes pleasure in those who honor him, in those who trust in his constant love. So I feel like Noah is someone who had experienced the goodness of God. He had walked with God and he knew God to the extent that he knew that at every point in time, whatever he's facing, God is there you know, to sort him out. He yeah. walks him through life. I mean, he walks side by side him through everyday life. And this is something that helped him. Um, once you know someone, like the three Hebrew boys, you know, when 
um, the king commanded that everyone should bow to that statue that he built. These guys, because they knew their God and they knew that this is something that will not put a smile on God's face, they declined. They didn't, knowing that there will be consequences to their action. And one thing that really excites me about those three Hebrew boys is that they said that we are not going to bow to this thing because we know our God is able to. Like, and even if that's <laughs> that statement, even that's, if, yeah, like, great. even if. Yeah going to the point of saying that even if he doesn't we will not bow you know this is the point where the people are not i mean doing things because of what they can get from god yeah. i mean they know their god is able to provide they know their god is able to deliver them but even if he doesn't i'm not doing what i'm doing right now because i'm expecting something from me but because i love the lord and because i want to put a big smile on his face yeah. and because you know i am his so when we are able to come to the point that God is God and he has our very best interest at heart, we will not find it difficult to trust him. If we completely die to ourselves, these boys, they were dead to themselves. I'm not sure that we can get to a point where it will be difficult for us to trust and just do what, just do what God is calling us to do. But we are always asking the questions like, God says, go and do that. Uh-huh. So why should I do this? What's why the should consequences? I? Yes. What if this happens? What if this happens? What if that happens? The things that I need, they are not here. Like, what am I going to use? I we think are... that we always want the full picture. Yeah, <laughs> we, yeah. We, we actually want to know what's going to be the At end, the end results. Yeah. yeah. But this God is the, is the Alpha and the Omega. Yeah. He knows the end from the beginning. Yeah. And sometimes when God asks us to do some things, He doesn't give us the full picture. Mm. And it's better for us to trust and obey him yeah. than than to be asking questions. Yes, that's, it's important. That's, yeah, that's that's so true. You just brought in another word, which is obey. Yeah. And I see no obedience without trust. Yeah, I don't think it yeah. happens. Yeah. Because you are asking me to do this and I don't trust you. What will I do? First of all, let's say you just gave something of yours to me and then I didn't keep it well. I needed it. I asked for it and then I didn't keep it so when I brought it to you the thing was so like mishandled and yeah. all that yeah and then you took your thing you didn't say anything and then you made your decision in your head okay she'll come again next time and we'll see and the next time I come to you again and I'm like oh I really need um this maybe a PC of yours or something to use for a, a project of mine yes you have the thing but you'll be hesitant in giving that thing to me because you do not trust me as I said, me, I give my things to people I trust because if this is a valued, I mean, a valued possession, you can't just hand something you value to just anyone, anyone who, yeah. you know, is not a good steward, someone who cannot handle things well, especially when that thing doesn't belong to him. Yeah. So sometimes I say that when someone gives me something, I keep things well. But when someone says, oh, look after this for me, it becomes too much of a burden because, I mean, I have to really be vigilant. I have to take care of the thing. Like more than yours. I would mind, yes. Because yeah. even if it's mine, see how I got it, how much more someone else and the person has entrusted it to my care. So it is so much of a responsibility when someone says, oh, um, look after this for me, I'll come back for it. You know, so if we know the God we are serving and we trust him, how do we trust God? First of all, let me ask you, how do you build trust with people? So that, let's say, you want to give something that is valuable to you to someone 
because you will not be available. So you want the person to, you know, take care of it for you for a, for a while. What will be the criteria for selection in terms of the person you hand that thing over to? I mean, even once you want to trust someone, you want to know if the person goes by what they say. Yeah, I mean, pe- people yeah. say this today and they say that tomorrow. Yeah. And even in, in my line of business, if you do that, um, you're not getting referrals, mm. you're not getting clients. I mean, yes, you do business with one person, but the next business doesn't come. So if the person says this today and doesn't even give you a reason why it didn't happen and the person goes on consent, mm. then you know that the person doesn't even bother. So yeah. for people like that, you can't trust them. And it even happens in relationships where... The person says something, and then the next minute, it doesn't happen. The person mm. says another thing. And it becomes even serious when it's habitual. I mean, you can't trust such a person. Yeah, yeah you can't That's so them. true. You, you need to be true to your word. Whatever you say, you need to ensure that. Once you've said it, you need to ensure that you do it. And if there's something we know about God, we know that he will never go against his word. Yes. And so if, that yeah. his, his words are yes and amen. Yes. I mean, Maverick has a song that man of your word. Also, if he said it, he would he do, would it. do it. If God says it, he would do it. Yeah. yeah. Once he said it, then he would do it. So it means that when God tells us to do certain things and we begin to doubt him, then it means that we are placing limits on God and we are robbing God of his power, his supremacy, his authority. Yeah. Because he has said it. Once I have commissioned you for this thing, I won't send you on a journey that you go, what strength do you have? I'm going to equip you. Once I'm sending you, then you know that provision has been made. And so you have all you need for whatever I'm calling you to do. Just like, you know, he did Noah. But we will get to stages where what we expect to see, we are not seeing it. And so we start complaining. We start murmuring. We start um, asking questions. <clears throat> Was I really called? Did God really call me? Or I'm doing things on my own? I think that when we get to this point, we are not trusting God. We are not loving God. We are robbing him of his power and authority. Because, yeah, we don't believe in him. And he has said it, so he would do it. So why not trust him? You get it? So if you don't trust him, you cannot obey if you don't trust him and you don't love him, it's like whatever he's saying is like a burden. But he says that his commands are not burdensome. At all. The last time I was speaking to uh, one friend and then he was like, when he wanted to get married to the wife, at the time where the wife was even staying, there was an issue with it. They were not even yet married yet. They were just caught in. They were in a relationship. And so he had to move out of a rented apartment that he was in. And then he gave it to this lady. So that the lady will be comfortable. And then he went to perch. Look at this. He went to perch. And I was like, if there was no love here, he wouldn't do it all. It would be so bad. Like living your comfort, going to perch. Even that one didn't become a burden on him. No. 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 So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You can't do this for someone you don't trust. You cannot. And so the basis of our complaints, our murmuring, our questioning, you know, there's a difference between questioning and asking questions. You know, Apostle Aqua will say that it yeah. is not right to question God. It is right to ask questions. Ask questions yes. Yeah. So both, you know, come out differently. The tone in which you question is even different. When you go to an interrogation room and they are questioning people, you know that, yes. I think I mean, with questioning, you probably would just want to complain. But asking questions, you want to probably seek answers. Yes, understanding. understanding. Uh-huh. Yeah. But you know, one thing we also should consider or take notice is that God doesn't owe anyone 
an explanation or even a reason for everything he asks us to do. One thing that can wait is understanding, but what can't wait is obedience. Mm-hmm. Sometimes too, we will obey, we will do the thing, but we will be slow to obeying. We will delay, yes, delayed obedience. Like we'll wait for the time that, aha, uh-huh, now I'm okay. Now, let me even go and do it. Then don't even do it. Delayed obedience is more like disobedience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true, yeah. Because if you'd wanted to do it, at that instance that command was given, you'd you go ahead and to, do it. Yeah. Yes, without questioning. You get it. But when we do, when we realize that, um, okay, he said I should do this now, things are not going well, so okay, let me go back and do it. You get it. Now, it's like you don't have any option. So now, when you had options, you chose not to obey. Now that you don't have any option, then you're like, okay, let me go and obey. The heart with which you are even obeying, it's not something that's going to please God. Like your parents is sending you and you've made your face like, I mean, we, mm-hmm. we've all gone through this phase. Oh, that's true. Yeah, we've yeah. all gone through this phase. You don't want to go. But because you know that if you don't go in the evening, maybe you'll not be giving food or when you're going to school, <laughs> they don't give you money. Then you you delay and then you come. And you they give me the money, let me go and buy. Yeah. But that is disobedience. If yeah. you wanted to do it, it's not coming from your heart. If you wanted to do it, you would have done it, you know, the very first moment your mom yeah, you are totally. Yeah, and your parents will not be pleased with this kind of attitude. Yeah, so one thing that we should keep note is that if we have trust for God, if we love God, then all the things that He's asking us to do, it will be something that we'll be happy we'll to do, do it. Out of love, yes, not not bad. Yes. Oh, yes. Sometimes we'll, we'll be there, we're like, him. God, don't you have anything for me to do? <laughs> <laughs> you just want to do things for Him. You just want to serve. You just want to do things for him when there's this sort of relationship. Yeah. yeah. And also, I think one thing that we can talk about is, let's say, um, in relating with one another, we all like to be complimented. Yeah. When you wear something nice and you go to church and that day, the day you are feeling yourself and you wore something nice and that day you go to church and no one says, ah, yeah, your, <laughs> your attire is nice. Or I'm like, ah. How? Uh, you know, so we all expect, like, when you do something, when you do some work, at least you expect you know, people some to say, oh, yes. You expect appreciation and all that. And I'm, I'm still saying that once we take delight in some of these things, like, once these things are a part of us, naturally, we desire these things. God also does. God also does. Right. And so, God also gets, you know, big head, like, his head swells when we throw praises on him. That's true. Not, not just because of, I, I mean, what he has done for us, but just because he is God. Yeah. When we throw praises on, on him, when we continually like come to him and like just tell him who he is. Appreciate him yes. for, for his creation. Yeah. Like admiring God's creation, giving him all the praise, just thanking him. Yeah. It's it something should not that, always be thank you for doing this for me. I mean, not at all. I just, just want to be in your presence. Just, yeah. just, just admire show God's you love. creation, yeah. his beauty. I mean, all, all that, all that matters to God. And it puts that smile on his face. Yes. And he, it makes, it makes him know that we really value and appreciate him. And he's willing to do everything for us. That is it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's so true. So basically uh, what we've been talking about today is 
um, how we can uh, please God. And we've been comparing our human relationships with what we have with God. And we, we said that it all starts with having a personal relationship with him. As we get personal with him, we build a bond. His very nature rubs off of us. How do we build this personal relationship? By communicating with him in prayer, reading his word. How would you know him if you don't get into his word? Everything is there. You know, so every day, if we are inviting him into our day, allowing him to take charge of everything that we do in the day, speaking to him as though we will speak to him. Like sometimes when you're in a relationship with someone, after the, the day's activities, you call the person and like, oh, this is how my day went. This is blah, blah, blah. Why can't we do the same with God? Why can't we walk him through our day? And sometimes we realize that when we do this, it takes off certain things off of us because someone is there to listen to us, you know, all the things that we've gone through. And, you know, sometimes people, human beings will listen to us and at the end, they'll just take our stories out and then they'll, they'll be discussing us with people. But here is God who is willing to listen and also help us deal with whatever situation that we are going through. So wouldn't you rather go to God? Yeah, and, and like you said, because... God wants us to put a smile on his face. Mm. It also doesn't mean that it's just it's just about the spiritual side. Yeah. So go to church, read the word, pray. And even with the prayer, I also wanted to say okay. you don't you don't wait and then go to a certain mountain, yeah. declare a one week one fast week. and then you Away pour out everyone. all your prayers yeah. unto God. It's a daily lifestyle. You come to work before you start work, a short prayer. Yeah. I mean, you don't use the working hours time for praying or studying yeah. the word. If you miss your quiet time and you can do, I mean, some short Bible study even before work starts, you can do that. You go through a certain challenge in the office. Maybe you excuse yourself. Maybe hide somewhere. Maybe, no, even just working some, some tongues, you are just whispering. People don't even know what you are probably doing. And you also don't create a certain religiosity for them to know that yeah. this gentleman is in yes, the spirit. Yes, in the spirit, yeah. all, But what I'm saying is that prayer should just be a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. It should just be a communication with God. Yeah. I mean, God is not so much concerned about the number hours, of hours yeah. and how lengthy the prayer is, but the heart, the, the, heart, heart, with, yeah. the heart with which you pour out mm-hmm. your request to God. And like you are saying that we want to put a smile on God's face. Mm-hmm. It's not just a spiritual side. God is so much interested in, in our career. Day, He's yeah. so much interested in our marriage. He's so much interested in how we make money. He's interested in, I mean, whether we want to go into politics. He's given us the ability to sing. He's yeah. given us the ability for leadership. Yeah. These things are not just needed in the church. Mm. It's needed in the house, yeah. in, in, in the world, so yeah. that we become the ambassadors Light, of yeah. Christ that God has made us. Yeah. So if we really want to put a smile Actually, on God's Actually, we are face, even supposed to express these things much more. Not even in church. Imagine light in the church. Everyone is a light in the church and we are all Then we enclosed. are not making any impact. We are even blinding ourselves. Yeah. When you are exposed to light, everyone lights, lights, light. We are even that's, blinding that's ourselves. Yeah. But we need to get out and yeah. spread and shine wherever yeah. the corner you are in your space, in your business. I'm shining. You are also shining in yeah. whatever you are doing. That is where the impact is going to come from. Yeah. Not as we are already saved, you know, and we are still there receiving, receiving, receiving. Let's yeah. go out and give yeah. what God has given us. Yeah. And that's why I think that I like the essence of this podcast, like mm. I would say again, the business of every day. Yeah. Let's take the God that we serve to the world. Yes. Yeah. In I mean, our we everyday go, thing. We go into the churches yeah. to be equipped. We go there to receive, to be built up. But 
when we go out there, it, it should not just be a Sunday. Yeah. A Sunday. Yeah. I mean, everything about lives matters to God. Yes. And it the thing is, is, if you don't build a personal relationship, relationship with yeah. someone, if you don't know someone, you you really do not know the person's voice. Yes. Yeah. How I mean, the person operates, how the person does things. Yeah. We can be in a crowd of thousands, and then probably Priscilla would would, would speak. And then I would know that, okay, that's, that's her. my voice. Because yeah. of the personal relationship that I have mm. with you. So it's the same way. If you don't have that intimate relationship with God, going into prayer mm. and then going into the word. When the Holy Spirit speaks, you would not know. Mm. And that's when we say that something spoke to yeah, me and then I did true. this. Yeah, yeah, that's so true. Uh, thank you so much, Pa, for joining us today. Um, I think I was going to ask if you were going to say um, some few words for to end. <laughs> yeah, I, think I think that's, that's what, just, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's just about it. Yeah. That's what you said. About yeah. it. And I mean, I just probably just wrapping up. Um, we shouldn't, one of the things that I, I've also learned in my Christian work is that most of the things we do, we shouldn't do them like forcefully. Okay. Let's, let's do it with a certain understanding. Mm. You, you want to put a smile on God's face. First, know that God loves you. Yes. God loves you. That, that is the most important thing. Mm-hmm. One of the things that, I mean, Christians must come is a revelation of God's love. Mm-hmm. And, and that is what basically makes the difference. Yeah. Once you understand the love of God, putting a smile on God's face becomes mm-hmm. easy. Yeah. yeah. It becomes you easy. accept. You also tend to accept that love and then give it back onto yes. him. I mean, the love ways. compels you yeah. to do everything. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. Everything. That's, that's, that's true. That's true. Okay. Thank you all so much uh, for joining today also. I want to thank you, Pa, for coming through. It's been a very insightful session, and I know that we are getting a lot of, you know, things from today's session. So we'll come your way again tomorrow, same time. Bye. Thank you for joining today. I hope you've received insight that adds positively to your life. You can engage me on social media at the Ajoa Benewa and join our discussion channel by searching the business of everyday on Telegram. Until the next episode, same time tomorrow, it's bye for now.